What's going on, friends of the Rockney cast? I hope you're all having a fabulous day, and thank you so much for tuning into the Rockney cast. For this episode, we're going to cover the concept of life crafting, a concept that I borrowed from a professor, I believe at Yale University, called Amy Wisniewski, who's done a lot of research into job crafting, which has been a very popular topic especially post-pandemic, where there's so many people doing remote work. And I thought I would kind of talk a little bit about job crafting, but primarily life crafting, a little bit larger topic, and connect it to one of my favorite Stoics in Epictetus and his book, The Enchiridion, which really comes down to the, to the first line of the book. The rest of it really isn't that good. But so for this episode, we're going to cover life crafting because this has been huge for me. And when I discover something that I think is fun and huge and life-changing, I like to share it with you. So what exactly is life crafting? Well, it really borrows from the first sentence of Epictetus, the great Stoic, 2,000 years ago in the Enchiridion, which is, his first sentence is, is Life is about focusing on what you can control and letting go of what you can't. Now, this sounds so obvious, but this is something that so many of us screw up. I mean, so for example, if you find yourself upset about the state of the world and you lose sleep over politics, you are failing to follow that very first line. And so I thought what I would do is think about how I've kind of applied this job crafting concept to my life. All of these changes, for the most part, are free. And they basically just involve thinking about your life differently um, in a way that maybe seems really stunningly obvious. Keep in mind that the previous podcast I did was on yes and no and putting the two together. Like, that just kind of blew my mind. So that's my last episode that I did. And here I'm going to focus on three distinct concepts. And I'm going to give you one way in which I've implemented them. And we'll see how you can possibly implement these into your life. So we're going to talk about things that you can add, things that you can reorganize, and things that you can subtract and I'm going to share with you how I've done all of these particular things in connection with my life. So first off, how did I come across this whole concept of job crafting before I get to this bigger topic of life crafting? Well, um, there's a podcast that I highly recommend called The Happiness Lab by a professor of positive psychology at Yale University named Lori Santos. And, you know, for the most part, I'm kind of down on um, bleeding heart liberals. And she's a little bit of a bleeding heart liberal, but she's a happy one. And this whole thing is, is focused on the study of positive psychology, which I think is really cool. And it actually is the podcast how I came across a renewed love of stoicism. I think it's Dr. William Wright from like Wright State, or William Urban from Wright State University wrote a fabulous book on stoicism. So that that's what kind of got me into this whole stoic thing that I'm kind of obsessed with. And so Lori San, and it was also at a time in my life when um, I, you know, I loved, I loved my career, but there were certain things that I didn't like about it. And she had a guest on her show 
Um, Amy Wisniewski, a professor who did a lot of research on job crafting. And it's in social, you know, social science, they always end up kind of confirming what, what their hypothesis is. It's not real science, but I think it's good that they're looking into this as a topic. And I think here the issue is, is that this professor was studying job crafting. What's job crafting? Well, job crafting, when you have a job, even if you don't like it, it's really trying to audit what parts of the job that you can control and what parts of the job that you can't. So let's assume you have a job that you go from eight to five and you're in a cubicle and your boss, um, you don't like your boss. And so, and you need the job, you can't quit the job, you're stuck with this particular job. Well, to think about, okay, what are the things within that job that you can control? Well, you can control your desk. Most employers like a neat and tidy desk. And so that is something that you can control. Say you can't control your work schedule from eight to five, right? Okay, so you're kind of stuck with that. But you can control the time outside the office where you're not at um, working. And you can control volunteering for boards. You're excessively exhausted. So when you get to work, it makes you even more miserable when you're tired and stressed. Most people can control to some degree, at least more than they think, the amount of sleep that they get. Now, a lot of times parents with kids are like, oh, I can't control that. Well, of course, I totally get there's elements where your kid comes up and wakes up in the middle of the night. It's like, daddy, I need a bottle. Okay, I get it. But there are certain times where you can control it. So, you know, if you have a child, you should be putting him to bed at 830. So what the hell are you doing after that? And a lot of times they're sleeping for some period. So during that period when, you know, Johnny or Susie isn't saying, Daddy, give me a bottle. Or, you know, Daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. You can control that time when, you, when, when the child's asleep. Okay, so what are you doing during that time? Are you sitting up, drinking wine, watching Netflix, not going to bed early, not locking in your circadian rhythm? You can control your sleep. So this is like one of these concepts that is kind of stunningly just mind-blowingly simple. Uh, but if you actually apply it, it's like insanely crazy how important it is. I mean, think about Epictetus and um, thinking about folk, the art of life is focusing on what you can control and not getting troubled or being indifferent to the things you cannot control. And when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh my God, there's a ton of things that I can control. I mean, I'll just list them off and then I'll offer you three very specific examples and they don't cost a thing. So I'm going to be the opposite of the social worker, you know, like Denise that like graduated from Buena Vista State or, you know, North Texas State or, you know, wherever. Um, and, you know, talks about services that are needed and they're super complicated. And usually the services don't really help worth jack shit. They just, the, the social worker mindset is that their clients they work with, nothing within their control unless the government solves it for them. But if you really start thinking about it, just think about it in your own life. And this is kind of like a repeat of other one that I've done called the Epictetus Life Audit. But I do think it's good to remind you of this. Um, think about what can you can control? Well, a lot of times you can control what your desk look like. If you got a cluttered desk, you feel a lot better if you have a neat and tidy desk. Actually, I have to clean my desk today, so I'm going to do that. You can control, 
I don't care how busy you are, you can meditate for five minutes a day. You can do that. While you meditate, you can do some nasal breathing and box breathing. I am going to do a separate podcast on breath work, more on the work of Wim Hof, box breathing, breathing through your nose. You can do that. You can, you can control how much food you eat. Yeah, you can. Even if you're really fat, you can do it. You can control it. And I, I can share with you how to do it. You can control the time that you go to bed and you're like, oh, I'm not tired. I need to stay up and, you know, watch, you know, watch Fox News until 1130 at night and drink my cocktail. Well, you, you, that's, that's a choice that you're making. If you go to bed at eight or eight 30 and wake up at five, you will feel so good. So let's talk about three things. And, and then, you know, again, do not worry about things you can't control. Your aunt Ethel, She's kind of a bitch. You can't control what the hell she does. You can just say, you, you can establish a boundary and say, Aunt Ethel, stop bugging me. So let's talk about the three things that, um, that I'm going to offer you and share with you. One thing that I've added, one thing is just simply that's free. One thing is it's simply a matter of uh, reorganizing an existing asset, which I really love that concept. You know, like MacGyver, he goes into a warehouse but then he sees a whole bunch of things and he utilizes the existing resources. I love that. That's really cool. And then I'm going to talk about subtracting one thing. So adding, so let's repeat class, adding something, reorganizing something, and removing something. So let's talk about something that I've added, which is freaking awesome. I have been doing rocking every day pretty much. And it involves putting a 25-pound weight in a backpack and walking around with it. And yes, it does kind of make me look like a dork. But in one of my subsequent episodes, I'm going to share my results of 30 days of rucking. And it is just awesome. And it's totally free. And I've coupled it with a morning walk super early in the morning so you can see the sunrise and set your circadian rhythm. Totally free. And it's been freaking awesome. So that's one thing that I've added that is in within my control and free. The second thing is, is reorganizing an existing asset. So for here, I'm just going to talk about my desk. It is something that when you reorganize and you declutter and you clear it's like whether it's your closet or desk, you feel such a sense of calm when you do it. You can control reorganizing your desk and you will feel really, really good. So let's talk about something. So that's that's the second thing. The third thing is, is what you can subtract. So I'll offer kind of a, a heavy lift but then um, also uh, kind of a lighter lift in terms of something subtracting. So let's start with kind of the lighter one. You know that um, Marie Kondo, the decluttering expert, where she basically encourages you to toss stuff? Go to your closet and just start tossing stuff that you don't wear. Bring it to Goodwill, get rid of it. Freaking get rid of it. If you haven't worn it in 30 days, clear it. If it's ripped, toss it. Get rid of it. You will feel so good and your closet will be much simpler and you won't have to think about what you wear as much. 
It's chuckled. So that's something that you're subtracting. You're you're not adding anything. You're just removing crap. And that sense of removing crap and then focusing on the remaining things and then utilizing those resources. Another thing you can control is gratitude. So once you toss the stuff that you don't need, you focus on the things that you do have and you're like, oh my gosh. And you can express gratitude for those things. The heavier lift is um, food and alcohol. I pretty much barely drink anymore. I maybe have like one a week, but for the most part, it's Saturday. It's football season. I'm not going to have anything uh, because you feel so good when you remove alcohol. So if you are a daily alcohol drinking, I got a secret for you. You are an alcoholic. Yeah, you are. You may not be Otis from Mayberry, but you're an alcoholic. Yeah, that, that's because that's where I was about 10 years ago. Daily wine drinker. Alcoholic, alky. Yeah, you are if you do it every single day. So removing that, guarantee you, it will make you feel really, really good. Now, one daily habit that I'm kind of willfully keeping myself in ignorance is, is my coffee habit. I'm not going to remove that. So I, I just, you know, there's so many other things I've removed. I'm going to stick to my coffee and willfully ignore all the research related to whether coffee is good or bad for you, because I just love that caffeine energy that you get. And so I am not going to look into that and don't send me anything related to how coffee is actually bad for you. It's only good. And I will keep myself willfully ignorant. The other thing we're, we're relating to um, yeah, food intake is fasting, uh, removing something, removing breakfast and or dinner, and only having two good meals a day. You will feel so good. So in some way, we have what we've added. You can add. You don't have to ruck if you're kind of a wimp and you don't want to ruck. But if you're a dude, I encourage you to ruck. For women, you should ruck too. I mean, yeah, ruck. Ruck here, ruck, ruck now. It is freaking awesome. Uh, maybe you should wait until my, you're like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I will do a subsequent podcast on my 30-day results. Rucking is freaking awesome. So uh, that's something we've added reorganizing, do a little decluttering of your closet and a little bit of removing of stuff that you don't need or don't use. Now, this is a struggle for me, but I tell you what, when you toss, you feel so freaking good. So just reorganizing an existing asset. And number three, what you remove, that is tossing certain things that you don't need. For me, it has been um, you know, for the most part, alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I'm not total teetotaler, but I have to drink it all now. And I feel so good. But I've been a faster now for about three years. And it just, it's just life changing to untether yourself from having to stuff your pie hole three times a day is such a liberating feeling. You won't even be able to imagine it. So these are concepts I've done deeper dives in other episodes. Um, and I hope that you find this particular episode as well, helpful, useful to you. Maybe some of you are like, oh my God, this is so dull. So like yesterday, yesterday you talked about yes, no. And now you're talking about three different things you can control. Like, oh my God, this podcast sucks, but you're here. 
So, I mean, you like 10 that regularly tune in to your ear. So keep throwing this out. We've had some bigger episodes, though. So we are kind of a tiny but mighty. And, you know, it's it's part of it is, is that, like, I just got to get it out of my system. When I learn things, I love to share it in terms of what I'm learning. So I hope you found this episode on job crafting and slash life crafting to be super life-changing for you. If you want to learn more about that, check out Lori Santos' Happiness Lab, and in particular, her episode on job crafting with the professor, Amy Wisniewski. Um, And so she will be able to, you know, kind of further elucidate that concept. And this is just one that it's kind of like a lot of the stuff out of James Clear. Once you kind of learn about it, you're like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. There are a lot of things that I can control that are going to make me feel a hell of a lot better. So I hope you found this episode interesting. Um, I think I'm going to do, I just watched a really good movie about Steve McQueen. So I think I'm going to do a little Steve McQueen episode here pretty soon. Probably going to be doing some more James Clear. I got to do one on Mike Pence and Paul Ryan. I'll probably continue to do some episodes on politics, even though by definition, that's stuff that you can't control. Um, but it is nevertheless something I think, uh, you know, a lot of the politicians now are so freaking incompetent that I just kind of got to get it out. And I'll probably be doing trigger warning, some more episodes on the Ukraine war. Gotta say, I've been proven right on this. So I'm just, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I'll probably do one on where I've been wrong on certain things just so I can eat my own humble pie. I am not right on everything. A lot of things I am right on, but there's a lot of things that I'm wrong on too. So I'm happy to admit that when I am wrong. So friends, infinite gratitude. One thing you have control over is your ability to express gratitude. So I have gratitude for each and every one of you that tunes in to each episode of the Rackney cast. Um, it means a lot to me. So keep tuning in um, and keep spreading the word of this little podcast that we're trying to grow. We're kind of a little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. And we're going to grow this freaking podcast to a huge audience, maybe as big as Joe Rogan. And you can all look back to these old episodes and say, oh, how quaint were they? But I need you to be able to do it because we are a team trying to build this particular podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Until next time, you and I meet each other on The Rock Me Cast.